I just reinvested in writing them all personal notes, offering them higher quantity packs and quality. And that allowed me to grow the business. What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Cantaloupe, a.k.a. Rabbi Can't Lose, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. Today, we're chatting with Mackenzie Seal. She's a former corporate strategist who's worked with Apple and Warby Parker, making a high six-figure salary. But today, she quit that job and is making $50,000 a year taking on Hallmark. Yeah, you heard me right, Hallmark. Watch your back, because she is revolutionizing the greeting cards industry via being an early reader of Million Dollar Weekend. In today's chat, Mackenzie and her company, you can go check it out, is marymakery.com, talks about applications of getting her first customers, her impressions of the book, the challenges of starting small, and the challenges of success and more. If you want to copy her story and have your own million-dollar business one day, or just get started, or just get inspired for yourself, we have the book available, milliondollarweekend.com. There are exclusive bonuses. It's about a week left. They will sell out. I've already seen that they're on low quantity. That's at milliondollarweekend.com. In this conversation, you're going to enjoy three gigantic things. Number one, when are you ready to start? I'll give you the exact day. (laughs) Number two, how to double down on your strengths and do more of what's actually working. This is one of those obvious things, but we just don't do it enough. And number three, should business be pretty or messy and understanding about that? I hope you enjoyed these ear nuggets and a whole lot more. If you enjoyed this and you want to hear more behind the scenes of creating the Million Dollar Weekend book, go back and listen to last week's episode where I break down our entire million dollar marketing strategy. That's episode 335 in this feed. Also, special pre-show shout out to listener Easy Peasy, five-star branding. That's a cool name. He says, subscribe. Noah Kagan is brilliant at taking complex things and making them simple. Thank you and every other one of you gorgeous listeners. If you want to shout out in a future episode, Leave a review on Apple or Spotify. We check every single one of them. I'd love to call you out. I'm here today with Mac Seal from M-A-C-K-S-E-A-L-E.com. She is an early reader of Million Dollar Weekend and also in Austin, Texas, coincidentally, yeah? Correct. The whole idea of the show is I wanted to showcase different people's lives before and after. What's life been for you professionally before you read the book? Yeah, absolutely. So first, thank you for writing the book and for having me on here. It's such a gift in multiple ways. Thank you. But to give you a little background, I spent the past decade working in strategy and finance at big consumer brands. So Apple, Warby Barker, and ClassPass. I got so inspired that I was like, I want to start my own consumer brands and decided to take on something that's near and dear to my heart, which is greeting cards. I care so much about greeting cards because I think the world needs joy and merrymaking more than ever. And to do this, you need authentic connection and communication. And I think that greeting cards are one of the best ways to do that. So now I sell greeting cards on my Shopify store. I write a weekly newsletter on Beehive and I share everything I'm learning and doing on social media because I believe that just inspiring and showing truly what how you go from zero to 100 at any phase can help inspire more people to, in your words, take a chance on themselves. And it's the best decision I've ever made. So I hope more people do this. So you had day jobs. I, I was talking with someone yesterday who has a day job and he's just so angry about it because he doesn't think he can make the change. How did you make that choice to take a chance on yourself? Yeah, it was a lot of internal questions and trying to understand why I was so frustrated in my day job and kind of asking myself, I told myself, oh, I know I want to start a company someday. But I kept on coming up with excuses of, 
you know, I need to get that marketing skill. I need to learn tech more. I need to do all of that. And through some internal reflection, I realized that I would never actually feel ready. I just had to decide to be ready. So I quit and went all in because that's also a part of my personality. Great on you. And then what was that first week like after you quit to go all in? To be completely transparent, my first week off, I took off off. I felt like I needed to recover from my burnout. So I went to France with a friend. And that was a nice just, you know, decompression from the work world. But then once I actually started diving into the work, it was super overwhelming. I think I totally spun my wheels and most of the wrong directions and kind of over-focusing on what's my name? What's my domain going to be? I even was like worrying about having a trademark. And now looking back and after reading your book, I'm like, why did I waste so much time on that in the beginning when that's so not essential? One, give yourself a lot of props, you know, for taking a chance on yourself, for committing to it. And what you do is what we're even taught. Like first thing in business, like get an LLC. Maybe get a trademark, go open your bank account. It's all these things besides the actual business. So great on you. You did those things, but then you also were like, okay, let me actually just go to the business. So how did how did you get your first sales for the greeting cards? And to be clear, I think people don't realize like what, what's the big greeting card company? Hallmark? Hallmark, yeah. Hallmark and American Greeting. Yeah, American Greeting. Or even for some reason, I keep thinking of like Seize Candy. It started the exact same way. People think it starts as a corporation. No, it starts as an individual. Mrs. Hallmark. I don't know if that's her last name selling a greeting card because they were like, oh, I like making people connected and making people happy. But I think there's a perception that it's formed as a billion dollar business. And no, it's formed with one first sale, which tell us about your first sale. Yeah. So my first sale, it started with, I started working on my Shopify store. And then I decided that while I was building my Shopify store, I would start my newsletter. So I was sending out a weekly newsletter, kind of keeping people up to date on my business building journey because as I was even starting this, everyone kept on saying, keep me in the loop, keep me in the loop. Mm. So I started the newsletter at the beginning of January last year. And then about six weeks later, I launched my Shopify store and I shared that launch in my weekly newsletter. And that's what got me my first sales, which was mostly friends and family. But that is how I got my my first handful of them. Someone posted today, they're like, hey, I'm starting a business and part of Million Dollar Weekend is to get a dollar. You know, most people to get to a million, you have to, you have to get one to start. And they're like, I want to make it hard on myself. And will you give it to me instead of uh, people within his network? And, and my reply is like, it should be easy. Why wouldn't you want to provide it to the people who are excited to support you? And I think that's actually something most people get wrong. And so for you, great. You actually it worked out that way. Who, who was the first person? How much? And how did that feel? The first person was someone that I used to work with at Warby Parker. So she was my the first sale that came in and she bought like four cards. And it's all it's very surreal feeling of seeing someone like that was a coworker turned into someone that's sort of supporting you in this next chapter. So it was super special. I'm just letting that sit for a sec. It's really <laughs> nice. It's really nice. It is. It's really nice, right? What do you think for a lot of the people listening that are accountants or maybe they're unemployed or they're they're where you were, where you had the dream about this and you weren't, you know, you weren't sure, like, what do you want to put in their ears? Or what, what would you have wished was, was in your ear at that time? I wish that there was more. I mean, I think it's the two big fears that you hit on in your book of like getting over the fear of starting and the fear of asking. I think 
starting and even if it's just in small ways and like with a small weekend, there's so much that you can learn by just putting yourself out there and even just asking people too, like, hey, I'm thinking about starting something in the greeting card space. Will you share your ideas with me? And in hearing feedback and just starting to have conversations, it kind of helps you overcome some of the hurdles of like imagining yourself doing it. There's a perception that there's this big, scary, I've got to ask someone for money or I've got to do all this stuff and it's so heavy. Whereas it sounds like one of the approaches, which I really love and it's part of what's in the book as well, is, hey, I'm working on this idea. Can I get your opinion? Oh, and then you share the, the idea of grading cards. And they're like, yeah, I want to actually buy it. And you're like, really? And then you're like, oh man, I have a little confidence. I have a little motivation. I have a little understanding that you can now then work off of. Absolutely. And uh, I love how you approach that. Thank you. Where are you at today? And, and this is an abbreviated kind of interview because I, the idea for me is I want to share different stories of people in different places of their journey. And so you have marymakery.com and you have macseal.com. Yes, correct. I would say I'm pretty heavily positioned in the experimental phase of trying to figure out what's going on business-wise. And so I spent the past year and I spent a good amount of time standing up my greeting card store and my newsletter. Those are kind of my two big focuses that I took away. In reading your book and in thinking more about my sort of longevity with this entrepreneurship bet, I started to realize that greeting cards are very much, as many say, and I think it's in your book too, greeting cards are very much a multivitamin. And so I need to figure out what is a painkiller that I can get more at least like initial monetization and success from. Just because greeting cards is also such a huge quantity play. Like if I'm selling a $6 card, I have to sell so much more of that versus providing a couple hundred dollars service or a higher ticket price. And so the feedback that I got when I actually did Million Dollar Weekend is that I asked people like, what are my skills? What do you think I can help people with? And pretty unanimously, it came back helping people with like presentations and analytics on the business side, which is very different, of course, from greeting cards. But it is still connection and communication and something that it's like, you could even say that a card is like a little mini slide. And I think my sweet spot is where you figure out like the form and the function because with presentations, people either are like, this is the most aesthetic, like beautiful design. And then like, here's numbers, practical, like dropped in Excel, black and white spreadsheet. And I have found and I've even already got a customer that's using me just to sort of make over her slides. And I'm kind of at this point right now of deciding, do I think I just keep both businesses running as I kind of experiment and see like what's working and what's sticking. But I feel like and it seems like more of the signal is pointing towards presentations being something that I can solve more pains with. Okay. What was your day job? What's your your last job was at Warby Parker? Yeah. So I was in retail strategy. So helping us sort of figure out our growth plans of getting to 200 plus stores. And then what was your salary there? My salary was six figures. That is something that most people are very afraid of, is what I've noticed. That, And I've seen this tons of times where they have a dream to have their own business, either whether full-time or side hustle, but their day job is paid so well that they're a little trapped and they're not patient. So even if they get something going, maybe greeting cards, maybe YouTube, maybe e-commerce, maybe a service, they don't stay patient to just give it a little bit of time, maybe a few years to then ramp that up where the salary will eclipse 
their own salary, the one they're creating, will eclipse the day job salary. So how did you think about that? I mean, being finance-minded, I, of course, put it in a spreadsheet and I sort of came up with like, okay, what are my ongoing expenses, similar to your practice of the freedom number, and sort of looked at, here are my savings, here's like my monthly freedom number. If I calculate like how many months of runway I have from that, then that's sort of giving me the chance to see this as an investment in myself because I didn't get an MBA. I went to college, but no other secondary degree. And I was like, this will mean more to me to like invest this money directly like in my life to support me building this business than just letting it sit in my retirement account. How do you feel about yourself today? It's all the feelings, but I feel very, I mean, I'm excited right now because of this opportunity to talk to you. It's things like this that would have never happened if I had stayed in my day job. But I overall am feeling that I'm, the longer that I've been in it, the more clarity that I get over what I want to do and how I can help people and how I can also build the life that I want. So I feel like I'm, I'm making progress, but I still have like a huge, huge mountain to go up. So onwards. How did you understand if the greeting cards were a painkiller versus a multivitamin? So when I did the customer validation in Million Dollar Weekend, I did direct pre-selling and I came to people with two ideas. The first was around greeting cards and almost everyone said no or nicely said no and was like, maybe, like I could kind of use this. And then the second one was around presentations and that one I more unanimously got, like I would use this. And I even had people since that validation follow up with me and be like, hey, are you still doing something in this space? Like I could really use this on my team. So that's where it was the first time that I felt like I had pushed a button within my general audience that had got them like wanting something versus having them need something versus just wanting it. Yeah, they wanted it versus you're convincing them, maybe? Yes, it was like less selling and it was less, you know, even with the initial sales that are from friends, you always kind of wonder if they're doing that out of support for you or if they like really needed your product. And so I think that with the presentation stuff, I got more of that need response. How's revenue today? Revenue's growing. I mean, I'm nowhere near like replacing my salary, but I feel like I am a profitable company, which is something that I am proud of because I fully bootstrapped. And so I'm just trying to be like, okay, how do we grow? I've been five figures, but I'm nowhere near six. Han, you're in five figures? Yeah. Wow. And then what's how much of that is greeting cards versus presentation? Well, so presentation business, I didn't get my first like actual dollar from it until like January of this year. So it's still fresh as far as that goes. But majority of it has come from greeting cards. Greeting cards. Yeah. <laughs> greeting cards. <laughs> greeting cards and stationary sets. So it's not just all that I'm selling a $6 card. I also have like $95 sets or custom cards that I've done for friends' weddings, like as thank you notes or a mayor's stationery. Like it's kind of been a, a hodgepodge of opportunities that I've figured out. Someone was asking me about the book writing process, even putting together a million dollar weekend. And they're like, what, what would surprise me about the book? And I was like, it's not pretty. The process isn't as pretty as it seems. The dish, when it's out of the restaurant or out of the kitchen, it was messy in that kitchen. It is sometimes a little bit of hodgepodge and being okay with that. One, five figures. And you've been doing this how long now? About a year. So, and you're trying to do a new business? Yes. Go on. I, I'm trying to understand that part. When I'm looking at like my business today and looking at even like just 
scaling it and getting it to a place of more quote unquote like leverage. Like right now I'm getting the cards printed, but then I'm fulfilling every order myself. Like I'm doing everything in a way that is very much not scalable and not one that can help me get to a point where I'm able to pay myself at least some income compared to presentations where I can charge like a four-figure or higher price for one service and make that in a week. The best businesses, in my opinion, are the ones that work. They both are working, though, slightly, like, in just different ways. And so that's where I'm, like, early in both of these experiments, I consider it. And it's figuring out, like, how do I decide which to hold and which to fold? So for clarification, when people come and tell you to do one or the other, they're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because you have to live with it and you're going to have to go, you know, the consequences as well as the benefits are all on you. So I'm not here to say, stop this and only do that. What I've observed in myself and in all the businesses I've done and a lot of the people I've I've seen as well is that if you have something working, let's really maximize that to when it stops working, which you've only been doing a year and it sounds like there's probably still more there. And then consider something new. That would be my number one takeaway where you have a newsletter and then you have this presentation thing. And then guess what? In the presentation thing, I promise you, They'd be like, oh, okay, Mackenzie, you're so talented. Why don't you also do this? You're like, okay, cool, more money there? Yeah, I'll take that as well. But if you put all of your focus on the thing that's already working, maybe you do collabs, maybe it's weddings, maybe it's for companies, maybe it's for presentations, but it's just the paper thing. I wonder where you would be at the end of the year instead of splitting your attention. And from my own experience, just to give you concrete, when I started AppSumo, I I liked the problem of promoting software. But I started rewardlevel.com, which was, I can't even explain it. I started softwaretaco.com, which was, same thing as AppSumo, but it was just software deal reviews or software reviews. And then I started AppSumo and I was trying to run all three. So I, you can even look on archive.org to see those. And I kind of came to this conclusion. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm working pretty hard in each and they're all doing okay, but which one's really working? And it was like, AppSumo is working. So I was like, okay, well, let's at least experiment. If I only did this for the next X period of time, how would it go? And so maybe instead of all or nothing, can you experiment for this quarter? Everything is in the card thing and seeing what happens. I'm not saying you to do that, but that's how I would approach it. I think the other thing that you commented, and maybe I, I think I heard you correctly, you said you don't like doing some parts of it. Is that what I heard? There are certain aspects mainly around like the fulfillment side and that sort of like, like the, I do not enjoy. So yes, there are some parts of it that I'm, I'm not in love with, but you have to like mop the floors in any job. So it's kind of figuring out which floors I want to mop. And what floors do you want to mop? How do you want to spend your day? What was your dream when you were at Warby Parker, when you left? My big dream like, was freedom and was being able to express myself in a more creative way. I felt fairly like pigeonholed in this finance analytic approach. And I think that, I mean, freedom is still something that I, of course, crave. Um, like anyone, I feel like that starts a business. But the work that lights me up the most is like when I'm able to do creative work that like connects with people. And so that's why I've been pleasantly surprised that it's like, oh, I like really enjoy writing my newsletter. I kind of did my newsletter out of like obligation, but then it turned into something that like I get a lot of joy out of and that other people are benefiting from. And so doing work that allows me to sort of be in my like authentic self and like expertise while helping people is is what I want to do. And I feel like with the presentation stuff, I have a little bit more like expertise and like angle that I can lean on than greeting cards, which was just sort of like more of a passion play. So first off, go you. I hope you're giving yourself a lot of props. Even in the down days or the days you're tired or days where you make sales or not, where the fact that you at least you did it. Most people think what if. 
and you actually found out. And so I, I hope you give yourself that recognition. I try to. Yeah, I, I, for all of us, you know, myself included, a lot of people, it's like, oh, I want to do it. It's like, but you did it. You didn't wait for someday. You did it today. I'm not going to convince you out of presentations. So go do as many PowerPoints as, as you can. The thing I would, I would have you reflect on is that how at AppSumo.com, you know, I think you're aware of the company, how much of the work do you think I'm doing there day to day? With writing this book and your podcast and a million other things you do, there's, there's no way you're doing yeah. more than like 2% of the work, maybe. Yeah. And that's business, right? So I haven't done a deal in 12 years. And I hope that helps you think about for yourself is that you don't have to do fulfillment. You don't have to do the website. I mean, you have to do something probably, but you can find people or services or agencies or contractors or software to do that work for you. And your whole day is spent doing presentations or doing just the creative work of these cards. That's the next stage. You know, it's kind of at the end of million, but that's the next stage of, the, of businesses. Like, you know, Adam Gilbert, my body tutor, he loved coaching health people. He loved coaching and he just would, did not want to let it go. And it's like, at some point, he's like, well, I wanted to grow the business more than I wanted to coach. And so I just coached the coaches now. But that thing that took him like five years to get to even that point, which is, it's fine. We're all on our own pace. Or as I like to, to say, we're all on our own journey. I kind of joke about that. I think that's sometimes woo-woo. But I do believe that. I think for yourself, it's recognizing maybe you don't have to do that. I'll tell you, like for Million Dollar Weekend, I'm, you know, shipping out books myself. And for now, I'm really liking fulfillment. Like in the, in the past, I would work for you because I'm so excited to, to like sign the books and write stories and then ship them. I'm excited to go to the post office. Like that's, I don't know, it's like, I'm loving it. I did love it for probably like my first 100 orders. Like, this is so fun writing every single note, like really getting after it. And then it just, it got to a point where I was like, okay, this is like taking me away and something that I know I should and could outsource. But that still is a very good point to reflect on. So yes, I will, I'll keep that in mind. I would say like, even with AppSumo, there's Andrew and Lauren and Anna and Amy and Dylan who do customer support, I swear. I do customer support for about five minutes and I'm like, I can't work at this company anymore. <laughs> like, and it's, it's literally, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm the founder and CEO, I still can't do it. And so the reality though, which is, is surprising, I would say, especially as you get going, is there are people who love it. And I ask them, I'm like, you, are you guys happy here? Like, do you want to be here? Like, tap out. Do you have like a, a safe word I can get you out of here? And they're like, no, we, we like solving problems. I like helping people. And I think as you experiment with also maybe hiring or finding a person who's excited to mail the cards, then you have more of that time and maybe you'd be like, oh, wow, this business is actually pretty good because it's already working. A few other things and we'll wrap up. What was your freedom number? And so for people out there, it's the number that, the minimum number you need to quit your job. So I normally would not recommend for someone like you to quit your job before you have your side hustle going. But what was or what is your number? About 6000 per month. How did Million Dollar Weekend change your thoughts or how did it shift your approach in business versus what you thought? So, I mean, it's funny. We've kind of talked about this today. But one of my biggest like benefits, I think, is I looked before and after reading Million Dollar Weekend was the idea around making your current customers happier and reinvesting in that experience because that is what allowed me to double my revenue quarter over quarter because I just reinvested in writing them all personal notes, offering them higher quantity packs and quality. And that allowed me to grow the business. This card thing is interesting. I, I'm stuck on it. <laughs> I am too. That's why I wanted to talk with you about it. I was like, oh, I'd be interested to get someone's opinion that's not my own because it's so easy to get in your head about like a million different directions to go and seeing all of the different, you know, success porn on social media doesn't help either. And so I think it's... Uh, yeah. When you hear different things, right? Like 
in, in Million Dollar Weekend, I would say what the purpose is not to start a new business, it's to start something that's already working. So you started it, this business, and you're like, okay, I'm going to do another one. But it's like, you had the one that's already going. It's like a, a healthy relationship. And I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, I'm already in a great relationship. Why would I start a new one? Let me just go deeper with the one I'm already in. So it reminds me also of AppSumo. When I started AppSumo, a lot of people copied it right away. So I think we had like 10 competitors. But the only difference between me and them was that I just did AppSumo and I was focused on it. I was very focused on it. And I, I do wonder what that would do for your business. Because I see these cars, I'm like, yeah, this one that's sold out called Batty. Looks like Barbie a little bit, which is super cool. But then you don't even have a thing here that's like, find out when it's not sold out again. And then you can get pre-orders for people saying they want it. Or have you reached out to ask people to do custom stuff? And is that a part of the business? So again, I think there's a lot more depth, variety, frankly, growth in the thing that seems to be already working versus you know, splitting that attention. Which, you know, again, do both. Call me in a month and we'll see how it goes. The other kind of comment I would, I would reflect for you for the future is like, how do you be around maybe another a group of other e-commerce people? that you can then share the challenges or the opportunities. Like, hey, my email stuff is working. Oh, what are you sending? Because I would even say to this day, that, that's been a huge part of my success and that I'm doing this book. I'm like, hey, how did you do your book? I can just call these people. So I wonder what other stores, like maybe, do you know Catherine from Best Self? No, I don't, but I know Best Self. Yeah, so Catherine's local. She just sold a company. She's, I think she's chilling. I see her doing like cold plunges on social media. That would be an interesting person to be like, hey, I got this card. I'm making five figures. Like, can I take you out for lunch and I'll make you a card for you and your family? Yeah. And I think, again, this is something to bring it back to your book that I have not done the best job at, which is just asking people and selling and putting myself out there more. So it is a big goal of mine for this year and this quarter even is to get some more rejections. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you... To, I mean, look, if everything gets accepted, that's even better, by the way. I don't want people to get rejected. Like if you had... If you're just, you know, crushing sales all the time, I'd be like, keep going for it. But it's a powerful framing of thinking about that. Being like, okay, am I putting myself out there enough to get rejected? Because you can also just like baby put yourself out there and get the yeses. Yeah. I keep having this visual of like learning to swim, but you only put a toe in. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you're, you're not going to learn to swim or cook if you're not in the kitchen or if you're not in the pool. And, and the same thing goes for business. It's, you know, doing it from the sidelines with like light tosses is going to hard to be good data. But also you probably will surprise yourself that you, you're doing better than you think, which you are. A few other questions on marymakery.com. I'm not even going to, we're going to ignore your main site because I think this is the cooler stuff. How is your custom business going for it? And how is the subscription business going for it? So the custom business, it's inconsistent right now. It's mostly just been inbound things that come in. And so everything that's come in inbound, though, they're much larger orders. And everyone that I've interacted with has been very happy with what they have received. And then on the membership side, the members, it's mostly close friends and family that are supporting right now. But they all keep their membership and they order their cards every quarter to get delivered. And I've gotten feedback from them that they're enjoying like watching things develop and feeling like they're helping be a part of the story. That's been an interesting part of Million Dollar Weekend process, which is like having your customers kind of be in the kitchen with you while you're cooking. I think you've seen it on the launch team where like, oh, Noah's doing that, Noah's doing that. And like, it creates an interesting dynamic and relationship, but it's kind of cool. And so I think even, you know, with marymakery.com, it's like, how do you have people kind of seeing what's going on with you? Or like, hey, I talked to Noah this week or, hey, I'm trying these kind of cards out or, you know, and some of it won't work. So I've asked the audience, hey, what show should I go on? I got a lot of really good suggestions and connections from that. And then I asked the audience, hey, can you guys refer me one person to join our launch team? And we got six out of a thousand. You know, so that, <laughs> again, it's it, even for some of the stuff who's, who's definitely, I'm, I'm experienced, it, not, not everything works and that's okay. But being a part of it with people and sharing both of those has been 
think surprising and also rewarding. Definitely. I'm, I'm always surprised even like seeing what cards or what content resonate with people and being able to grow and sort of improve from that, I think is where I've really seen the most success thus far. So like, you have all these stuff that's sold out. Are these like limited edition cards? Do you like limited edition ones? I mean, I can get any of these cards printed. It's also just a matter of what I have on hand. So these are cards that I have on hand and I can ship out today. And that's where it's just seeing to like where there's interest, where there's clicks, where there's that to be able to warrant like, should I reorder this card or should I not? Because again, trying to bootstrap, trying not to like over invest in inventory that, that gets printed. And so how long does it take to print them if I ordered one today? If you didn't have it? If I didn't have it, I have a printer that can get it turned around in like five, six days. But then it doesn't come from me and you don't get the custom note. Then it's just coming straight from the print. So that might take more time though, but that might take more time. Yeah. I guess there's just like, there's so much meat on this bone that is exciting to me personally. Like there's no FOMO here. Like, hey, there's only three of these kind of cards left. You're not doing any pre-sales. Like, hey, this card, I can make it. Or like you just see if people are buying it, like featured. And if people buy it, guess what? Then you make it and then you send it to them. A lot of your bestsellers, are, it seems some of them are sold out. I wonder how often are you going back to people to resell them? Or are you busy with presentations? <laughs> I'm not spending <laughs> that much of my time on presentations. This is a new idea. No, I know. I'm teasing. But I'm just saying there's just like a lot here. And then I wonder, I do think you'll find what's the space of who's the customer that's like consistently reordering, right? Like, is it a business? Is it someone who does holiday cards? Is it, is it someone with the family? Is it a company in some aspect? And then you have a very more specific customer that you're like, oh, it's bachelorette parties and then new moms. And it's like, okay, well, right now your stuff is like Happy New Year. <laughs> and I, I do think by focusing on it, you'll end up kind of getting closer to that part. Yeah, like go to your site, you have all this stuff sold out too, which is cool because I'm like, oh shit, I missed on that one, but you don't get my email. And you're not even leveraging that to take advantage of that. Again, I'm not saying there's one of these that you just go do it and magically, you're going to get you know, from five figures to six. But I, I do 100% have confidence if you focus on it and it's already working, I can see this working a lot better. Okay, great. Thank you. So it's January 15th. We're recording this 1.34 p.m. Central. It is freezing. I think I've froze my pipes here, so I can't, no showers for me, which is, is fine. Oh, no. My girlfriend's a little upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you like to be December 31st, 2024? I would like to be at a monthly revenue number that is above, or a monthly income number that is above my freedom number so that I know that I can continue down this path of entrepreneurship. Because in my head, if I am not there by that point at the end of this year, then I will need to start looking for jobs. So that's my big goal there is get myself there. How much revenue is that in cards to hit the 6K income? I would say like 8K, 8K, 9K in cards. I mean, so you did 50K last year. And so you need to do like, I don't know, was that 30, like a 25% increase to be able to never have a job again? Yes, without <laughs> <laughs> roughly if you give and take some. I think it's more like a forty percent or like I would say I would need to like do if like fully like double the business to get to a point where I would be comfortable. You went from zero to fifty k. I mean, most people don't get one. How did you get beyond your core customer base, and how do you do more of that today? So, I right now a lot of it has come through my newsletter. And through also Etsy. So Etsy has been an interesting, like all of my Shopify cards are on Etsy. And there's like an easy integration where it's like just go, it's all connected. And Etsy has been a better discovery tool for customers of me because people go there much more intentional of being like, oh, I want a 
silver foil card and they will find my store. So that has worked for me um, most thus far on the like on the new customer side. And then the other one has been through my email newsletter. So I think that people come to my email newsletter more for the content. And then I definitely see an uptick in sales the day that I publish my newsletter. How often do you publish a newsletter? Once a week. Every Monday. What can you do that you know works that you're not doing as much of as you can? What I know I could do more of is the direct outreach and sales. I think that I am not putting myself out there enough. I'm putting, you know, me as an individual on social media more, but I know I'm not necessarily pitching the company or my grading cards or my presentation services as much as I could be. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that's been interesting about Million Dollar Weekend is that it's a really nice excuse to talk to people. And you had a corporate job. So from corporate to cards, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a catchy title. That's an interesting story to like have people tweet about you or go on their podcast or go on their YouTube shows. I think a lot of people are looking for that inspiration and the fact that you did it. Again, all the, there's like so much meat on the bone. By the way, once you get sales working, if you can get it working, you don't have to do it. <laughs> and absolutely, I think there's like 20 people that do sales. And they're awesome. They're better than me. They like doing it. I don't want to. Like I like promoting it. But don't you think that you first need to do it and get it to a point that's working before you can outsource or give to someone else. Yeah, there's a big red flag when people are saying, oh, I need a marketer to fix the problem versus making sure that it actually works before you bring someone else on and, and hopefully magically cure things, specifically in business. I think in the hospital, I trust the doctor. I still verify. Then me try to open up my body to diagnose. But yeah, again, awesome work. I love that Million Dollar Weekend has, has made such an impact on you. Your story is going to inspire a lot of people. And being out here now, everyone go to marymakery.com, buy a crap ton of cards so that she doesn't do Google Slides for life. And I can see that this is one of those things where people don't think like, where does it go? But like, this could be, it could be big, but it's not about big. It's about what you want. You know, Hallmark is a billion dollars. They have a TV show. The whole channel. They have a channels. They're in, you know, the gas stations and Walgreens and stuff like that. Why not Mary Makery? And again, I, I'm not trying to say you have to 10X and you have to be whatever size, whatever size you want, but you can get that, that 10,000 revenue number so you can have your freedom number and do that or just go back to France or however you want to do it all day long. So what are you going to actually do, though? Because people are going to be curious. Like, what are you actually going to do, like, this week and then this month? Both. Okay, we'll see. By the way, it could work that way, too. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't want to spend a ton of time or money investing in, like, standing up the presentation business. But even just telling people that I'm doing it and people hearing about it, it's coming in. Like, I haven't had to actively sell as much for this. So I'm like, okay. I'm at the phase of my business where if someone wants to give me money for something, like I'm going to try it and I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to see. And so right now it seems like there's enough of a connection. And I think content-wise, something that will get more people's interest because it's something that like they're dealing with day to day is like, I hate presentations and people suck at making them or whatever that I can get more attention with because I can actually educate people on like what to do. Whereas greeting cards and I'm like, hey, here's some ideas of what to write in a thank you card. It's not not getting as much of a bite right now. I love cards. I buy them. I like them. I do too. I love cards. I want to do it. But I think I'm just after this first year, I'm like, okay, I've made progress, but not enough progress. How do I like make sure that I get to my freedom number by end of year? And the presentation business feels like a more surefire way to get those dollars. I hope so. Well, thank you so much for believing in me and for helping guide me in this wild journey. <laughs> it, it is wild. It is wild. 
All right. I will. Uh, I look forward to seeing what happens in December. I'll talk to you before that, but I'll, I'll see what happens in December. Thank you, Noah. That is a wrap. I hope you love the episode as much as we did making it for you. Go give Mackenzie some love at marymakery.com. Also, check out my brand new book, Million Dollar Weekend. You can get pre-order exclusives at milliondollarweekend.com. If you want your own million-dollar business, there are pre-order exclusives, as well as it's just a great book for you to get going on your own business at milliondollarweekend.com. Next, text a friend you love them. Yo, dog, let's go play in the rain together. And before you go, tweet or slide in my DMs at Noah Kagan. I love hearing from you. Finally, a couple of shout-outs to the amazing team who make this happen. Special thank you to Jason at podcasttech.com for always coming through. Thank you, man. Thank you to Jeremy, Cam, Tommy, Sylvie, Jay from the Dork Team for all the magic y'all do. Have a tremendous day. What's your favorite business book?